Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody <laughs> with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. My, time is flying by. It's 6.04 here in the Bayou City. And thanks for tuning in. Now we're going to go down to Corpus Christi 
one of my favorite phone calls of the week, Captain Cliff Webb. Cliff, what's up, buddy? Oh, man, I, I like it when the Astros win. You're all perky in the morning. Oh, man, no Astros <laughs> hangover this morning, buddy. <laughs> no going to the bottom last night. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. That's good, Mickey. Just, uh, man, just enjoying this uh, time of year. I, mean, I just love October. The only thing that's wrong with October is that there's not enough sunlight. There, I'm getting cheated on my daylight now. There's not enough time. I have to go to the box too quick, you know. <laughs> just, well, you know. Yeah, man, I had some days where I got to surf in the morning, really pretty surf, and then got to fish the middle of the day, then go bird hunting in the afternoon. Our birds are back, and so been, you know, stacking and whacking, and just God, just have a great time. Got to hunt with my grandson and son the other day. He's got a, he's got some property up about probably 25 minutes from my other place in Alice up by Mathis, right. and man, he's covered up with birds. So got to hunt with my grandson and my oldest son, and uh, it was awesome because. My grandson would get the close birds. I didn't have to pick them up. And my son's dog is his great lab. Get all the other ones. So I just sit there and shot birds. I never get to do that. I'm usually like the bird dog myself, you know. So right. it was really nice. <laughs> it was really nice. Just blast and, and go go catch them, man. Go get them. It was just great. But been a good week. It's, our surf's just been good fishing. Our bay's been good fishing, Mickey. It's just, man, really great. I uh, started out early in the week. Of course, we had a really strong north wind coming on Monday on me. And uh, I had a guy that uh, came down with his 17-foot boat, wants to learn bath and wants to run some track. It was just too windy. You know, I'm not going to take somebody out there in 20-something mile an hour wind a 17-foot boat. No. It's just too hard. You know, just too hard for him. And so we just, you know, been fishing the surf a lot. I had a – yesterday the west wind came, and it laid that surf down, and our water's so clear you just would not believe the fish you can see in the surf. And the guys that were catching were having to run 40 miles south, almost to Mansfield, to catch the fish. I don't understand it. We've got trout in the surf. They won't touch a top water. They'll hit a double D or that little bitty heavy dine. They'll uh-huh. smoke it. But you go down south, you know, 40 miles, the fish are 26, 27, 28, and they throw, they're just eating everything. You have big fish down south. Right before Mansfield, uh, people driving down there, catching them, and, uh, you know, sharks cruising all up down on the surface. So it's the time of year when, man, it's just everything's on the move. It's, it's really good. Gosh. Man, 40 you miles. Know, about what? Yeah, it's, it's a long run, but, you know, with the low tides, you can run that beach down low, and it's not bad, you know. But, man, it's worth it because uh, I talked to a guy on the beach yesterday, and I said, you know, Larry, how good was it? He said, well, on a basis of 1 to 10, it was 11. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's good, then. It kind of says it all, man. But, yeah, it does. Ah, good stuff, man. I, uh, I had some really a really great week. I went and uh, took the boat into Rockport area uh, ran this past get my boat work on every time i go down there i stop at swan's point at the fly shop at david hayward's and go in there because he has got so much gucci stuff i mean you talk about <laughs> you can't get out of there without getting something he's got every kind of patagonia sims every kind of gucci fly stuff you've ever seen in your life man so i went in there shopping he showed me this picture mickey of this guy uh last week i think maybe it was tuesday Caught a 30 and a half inch, nine and a half inch trout on a fly on a pink streamer. Cruise his name and uh, show me that picture. Now, I'm sure it's going to show up in some magazines, but man, to catch a nine, nine and a half pound trout on a fly, man, that's, that's, that's big. Else. That's a good Hell, I just like uh-huh. to catch another one on a, on a top water or tail or uh-huh. Miradine or whatever. I don't care. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's an awesome fish. I don't care where you fish or who you are. Uh-huh. That's still uh-huh. an incredible fish. Oh, it's so good to see pounds. fish like that. 
security. You know, the older I get, I, I realize, Mickey, how how incredible that fly fishing has become because, you know, you get so many shots at a big fish flat, you know, and it's, the fly fishermen are serious fishermen. They stock their fish. They're not, they're not interested in eating any fish. They're trying to catch a big fish on the fly, and they right. spend their time where the big fish are. You know, they don't spend their time out where the 15, 16 inches are. They spend their time up there in that needy water stalking fish. It's a kind of a hunting fishing combo. Sure. So, you know, the older I get, the more I really appreciate these fly fishermen, how good they are. You know, we've got some really good ones here. You know, David, David Hayward's probably the leader, the best we've ever had here, and he's an instructor. So if you ever need any help, he can buff you out. I got to fish him about maybe 20 years ago, and he was just off the chart. But, uh, you know, to see how he, he can throw stuff into the wind. You know, these, these good fly fishermen, they turn around and throw that stuff into the wind. Man. That's just like, wow. You know, but, uh, well, I'm, I mean, you fish like that enough, you you get good at it, just like you know we do with bait casters and other people with spinners, and it just uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Practice I makes Doggett perfect. I took Doggett too. Joe Doggett was good. I took Joe and uh, yeah, I think he was Hayward good fly fishing. and all those guys are good fly fishermen. I'm surprised, you know. And the farther you go south, like Mansfield and South Padre, Gilbert, and those guys, they are really something. You know, Bud Rollin, those guys that really do that all the time. You know, I'm surprised we don't have more people fishing the big tarpon on fly. You know, like they have in Florida, because we sure got them. You know. Yeah, if you can get them in shallow enough water, the problem is, you know, you you hook one in 40, 50 feet of water. That's and he uh, just goes down. He just takes too long. Is that what it is? You yeah, that's get quite him, a feat. Got to get yeah. him jumped out. Okay, I got you. I got you. Oh man, but. Anyway, I'm driving to Houston right now, Mickey. I'm headed to Houston. Are you? I'm, uh, yes, sir. My, my youngest son moved over there by spring, and I've got a whole bunch of furniture in the back of my truck. I'm taking him to the furniture. He, he spent all the money on the house. I don't have any money left over for mom and dad. <laughs> hey, furniture, man. <laughs> hey, that's the way it is when you're young, man. you got to crawl before you walk, baby. No, he's, he's doing so great, man. He finally found a place in Houston. But it wasn't easy to find a place in Houston. You know, it's uh, the real estate market there is just kind of like it is here. It's not easy to find anything that someone doesn't go in and offer right. $40,000 more, you know. So he finally got in there. So we're excited about seeing, you know, doing that. Well, that's cool. That yeah. wasn't you uh, pulling through Corpus the other day, dragging that new Mercury four-stroke behind your boat, was it, on the freeway? Did you see that video? It, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, what a... How do you not know? I mean, you can tell if you pulled a boat enough, you can tell when something's not right when you're dragging it behind you like that. Did, did you read the little comment where someone's trying to stop him and they're flipping him off? Yeah, the guy that was following him, he's trying to warn him, hey, you're dragging your motor. It fell off the back of your boat, and the guy flipped him off. That's just wrong. Well, I can't. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a story. Uh, I shouldn't even probably tell it, but. There was this guy named Rick. He was married to one of the Crawley girls out there on the bay. And one morning, me and Pete, we're pulling over at Sabine, and we're kind of running late. And, you know, I'm I'm pulling down 565, fixing to jump on I-10. This guy in a Ford truck, he's right up my tail end, and I'm going, this is annoying. Well, finally, he, he gets a place where he can pass me, and he pulls up next to me, and, uh, me and Pete both popped the rod at him, and it was Rick. He was trying to tell me I had a flat on my boat trailer. So I get up where I can pull oh, over. Man. I pulled over, and then the guy pulls in. Rick pulls up and helps me change my flat after I shot the rod at him. <laughs> I thought it was somebody harassing like me, you know. Nothing like good friends. Oh, man, that's crazy. God, yeah. <laughs> that's a true story. 
Yeah, oh, that's, that's right there on Boo Boo Kitty Road. That's what we named <laughs> that stretch of that road there because I don't know how many cats I ran over, you know, pulling to Sabine in that that big curve right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> a bunch of feral cats lived in that area. Yeah, we've got, you know, it's funny you said about the feral cats. It's, you know, they show up everywhere. They show up at our deer lease in the middle of nowhere, Mickey. Like, how in the heck did they get here? They're survivors, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty serious, man. It's pretty serious. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's look, really looking forward to it. I haven't been to Houston over 30 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm still in bread. Well, shame on you. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't been. I just, you know, I went to those shows back then and stuff, and I haven't been back, you know. And my son's lived there for a couple of years, but it's been an apartment, so I've I said, well, when you get a house, I'm coming. So Carol and I are headed that way right now. Man, she's nice enough to drive me right now while I'm talking on the phone. But we're going to make a cruise. It's about a four-hour cruise, I think, on the north side of Houston. So, you know, that's that's a long, long cruise for these old people. We'll see how we do. <laughs> I know it. That's, uh, I don't like to do that driving like the old days. Yeah, no, I used to be able to drive 10 hours straight. Now, you know, we used to drive to Mexico all the way to the west coast. Yeah. Bourbon. And just drive all the way over there and fish that west coast, you know, go across the mountains and take nothing of it. You know? uh, have you noticed so, when you sit sit behind the wheel for about four or five hours, and when you finally get out of the truck, you're just going, "Man, I can't, I can't walk." <laughs> yeah, it only takes me about an hour now. I go to the deer lease about an hour away, and I I get out to bird hunt. You know, I'm stupid. I tell you what gets me. So I shot birds. I guess it was uh, Thursday. Yeah, what is today? Today's well, yeah Thursday. I shot birds, and. uh you know, we just whacked them. But walking and picking up your birds constantly in the heat, and then you get back in the truck and you, you drive an hour, then get back home, you can't even walk because you just oh, I know it. Yeah. From, you well, know, you were all limbered birds. up and loose, and then you get all stiff and tight, and then yeah. you got to kind of slide out of the truck instead of step out but, of uh, it. You know, I was going to tell you something. I, I never shoot, hardly ever shoot a 12 gauge. I shoot my little over and under 20. And so I grabbed the 12 gauge, didn't take any other gun. I took my 12 gauge automatic 1100. The first shot, the little thing that you inject your shells blew out, the little, uh, Thing you grab on the side of the jacket shell. Oh it. yeah. So now I'm single shotting it. <laughs> so I, just, I figured out once you put, once you got a shot in the barrel, it would jack another one in. So I could never let me empty out. But if I shot the last shot, I wouldn't be able to shoot. But it's funny yesterday. It always tells you you should always bring two shot, an extra shotgun. So things can happen, especially on automatic. You know, yes. my over and under is pretty reliable. But you know, now that I realize, you know, automatic. Yeah, it's hard to jam one of them or malfunction mm-hmm. an over under. That's one of those uh, yes, African sir. guns they shoot elephants and stuff with and they uh they're uh double barrels they won't yeah, malfunction. I, I think i'd want one too i think i'd yeah, want I'd, one too yeah two of them yeah. with a charging yeah. elephant all right hang on <laughs> let me knock this break out i'll right, be buddy. right back at you buddy all right, well i need to take a moment to tell everybody about boyd's one stop they're the home of the supercharged super slimy powerhouse brokers located right at the base of the texas city dyke at 227 dyke road you can't miss them And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display, or if you need more info, call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107, and he'll steer you in the right direction of rigging up your boat with one. And uh, check them out on the web at boydsonestop.com. And while you're there, check out other wild-caught guff shrimp. If you're looking for the big 912s of the 1618s, they've always got them. Great price, great availability, and their Cajun grill, they really cook some good food there next door. 
So call them at 409-945-4001, and when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 620 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. That's uh, Heading to H-Town. Heading town here a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was listening to Bink talk about those regulations that we are right. trying to change here on the trout. But, you know, and i tell you what, guys, it, this all started down in Fort Mansfield when they changed that limit, you know, back then. And what it did, the thing with 25, 1 over 25, what it did for Fort Mansfield and what it did when we started here was it was a stepping stone of what we need to do. Right. You know, and, and right now we're in the right direction of throwing these fish over 20 inches back. You know, and, and you may, like you said, there's some people not going to like it, but I was surprised at the majority of the tribe fishermen's attitude about this. They're all for having our fish. We much rather catch the big ones, you know, even if we got to turn them loose, which is no problem with that. But, you know, just to have that opportunity to have a bigger fish, because you know, you, when you caught big trout, you realize there's really nothing out there in our bay system that is that much fun or that much of a challenge other than a snook. You know, that is the ultimate predator. Mm-hmm. 27 inch trout. You know, I consider a 27 inch up a, a really big trout, a good fish. You know, so you take those 27s up, you start catching those, you'll be on the same same page we're on. You know, you'll want to catch those. You know, that's that's the real special. Well, fish. it's the but, ultimate. Yeah. I mean, I've fished my whole life, and and there's. There's just nothing. There's just something special about catching a twenty-seven to thirty-inch trout. There's nothing like it. It is nothing Ricky, like. And, then, it. and now that I, I realize why, and now that I'm shooting a lot of my videos in slow motion, you see what they do to try to get off your hook. I yes. mean, all the jaw popping, the blowing water out, rolling over, flipping in midair. I mean, they they're something else, you know. And and I, I love redfish. Redfish has saved my life, but. You know, redfish is pretty much a pull You caught one, you caught them all. That's it. They do about the same thing. A trout trout or, tr- trout's like going to the racetrack and picking a horse. Yes. You don't know which one yes, you're going to get. What, you, a seven-pounder, yes, you may be able to reel it right in and turn around and catch a five that just strips you drag and gives you all yes, you want. That's you know? so true. That is so true. You know, I've seen that, too. And You know, Jay and I were talking one time. You know, he, he caught a really big fish down in Mansfield. Jay caught one. I think it's over 11 pounds. I said, well, Jay, how did you know what you had? And he said, yeah, man. He says, you know, and you know it too, Cliff, those big fish, they'll try to strip you. And they'll, when you have a, when you have a big fish stripping line, the last thing they do when they get out there about 50 to 100 yards, they're going to jump. They're going to come out of the water. Or they're going to stick their head down in the mud, stick their tail up in the flat. They're going to do something that, that you're just not expecting. Yeah, a lot you know, of them will wallow like that. They'll do yeah, some wallow like that. Or just get up in the air to see a big fish like that, get up in the air and just try to <laughs> slam that thing. And you don't notice when they jump, Mickey, if you've got a top water in the side of their face, they'll hit the water with that side, try to knock it out or hit flat. I mean, they're that, you know, you don't realize what they're doing. Until you do yeah, they pound that head and, you know, on they the top of the water head. like that, trying yeah. to dislodge those hooks, or then yeah. they'll take you in the mud and try to do it. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you land one, you found, you feel like you've done something, you know, okay, you know, I've, I've, I've caught a fish here that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing here. You know, it's a, it was a good fight. And, you know, how many times have you hooked a trout in before? got a bump and before you can set the hook he's off i mean to come against the slack now you bump a redfish most time they go the other way you know he's hooked himself a trout you better be thinking about what you're doing you know because 
once he feels that something's not right in his mouth, he can get rid of it so quick it's unbelievable. And oh, that's what they makes can their, spit. They yeah. can blow it out as quick as they can suck it in. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the bass. Same thing with the bass. But uh-huh. yeah, I'm just so happy that everybody is on the same page, and all these guys showed up at these meetings, Rousey, and all these guys are so nice, you know, and, and Jay, and everybody's on the same page here because you know that that's exactly what we need down here because we've got the fish now, Mickey. If we can just hold them, just you know, let them I grow up. Sure. Yes, sir. I saw what happened at the end of the summer when you know the table started filling up with those 28 and 30 inch fish. It was kind of sad. It wasn't. A lot of people, but some of them just don't get it. It's not they haven't been trout fishing that long. It was just another fish to them, you know. So yeah, we're or don't really care. Yeah, yeah, different, don't uh, so care. totally different mentality. Yes, sir. It is. It is. But on on ninety percent of our people down here on, on the same page of that trout, and you know, really, you think about it, Mickey. Three trout is plenty for dinner. You know, uh, if you're going to eat fish under twenty inches, you know, you go out and you catch three fish for your family. You know, that's that's really it's hard to eat three fish. So it really is. I mean, you know, two two pencils. Uh, my wife and I can't eat all of it. You know, I'll bring yeah, it home and fry it up, and it. You know, you got leftovers yeah. the next day. And that's what tacos. we do in a surf. We'll catch it. We'll catch it like an eighteen, seventeen, eighteen inch fish. Sure, we'll keep that one fish in the surf, and that trout surf is so good. It's funny for my wife and I, but no use keeping any more. You know, and another thing is, who wants to? Eat? When you live on the coast, as a local person, like all you guys live and get stuff. When you got water, why do you want to freeze them? Why don't you just eat those fresh ones? And go sure. get you three, you know, three more. Why go ahead and, you know, stick the other ones in the freezer? They're just gonna, they're just gonna freezer burn. Go ahead and get you some fresh ones. You want to eat fish? You no, know, don't, don't stack them. Just go get them the day that you want. Get your three fish. You know, when but, you freeze a fish, even if you do it in water, vacuum seal it, it doesn't matter. I've tried it every way. You lose fifty percent of the taste and quality of that fish as as it was when it was fresh. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And our fish are so tasty, man. It's just. Oh God, I just love them, man. But yeah, it's a y'all got some of the best. You know what, y'all's your your trout out of your bay down there reminded me of the way the trout taste out of the surf. You know, yeah, they are. They're real sweet. Totally different. These uh, (laughs) these chemical soaked fish up here in my backyard. (laughs) They, 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 you know, you can catch them in different areas of the bay, and they taste funny. They smell funny Uh when you clean them. Yeah, and that's funny you said that because. In, in Mexico, this area where we used to camp in Mexico, there was they had these giant oysters. I mean, these oysters like I mean, they're as big as a can. I've never seen oysters this big, and they sell them on the street. And to come to find out where they get them is when the sewer lines go out in the Pacific, where the motels are. <laughs> that's where they, they they get those oysters off the sewer lines. They go down there dive and get them off the sewer lines. And, oh you know, God! When you, serve, when you yeah, when you serve them raw on the streets, probably not a good thing. But you know, it's just no, funny. No, I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah, how they like that sewage, but there's not chemicals there. But still, you know, it's funny how that stuff will grow in that, you know. But that's one thing I won't eat in, in Mexico's oysters. I just don't. No. You just don't know where they're coming from, man. I'll El Paso. Oh, boy. Well. But you're, you're sound like your fish is picking up flocks. Sound like you, you caught yeah, 30 I mean, hey, like we fish. got tons of small fish. I mean, we've had two two good spawns, and it's mm-hmm. we're starting to see it, you know. And yeah, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a really good week. This week ought to be really good. I had a couple trips they canceled. Yeah, full moon coming up next yeah. weekend. This ought to be man, a really it's be good, good week. Good week, man. So hopefully I'll get a trip this week. I had two and they canceled, but. Hopefully I'll pick up something else. If not, I'm going fishing myself. <laughs> well, like, if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't busy, I'd book you. I'd come down. Yeah, you ought to come down and we'll just go to we'll finish up and go to Blaine to shoot some birds. He still got birds, Mickey? Oh, it's it's absolutely sickening. It's just he said even 
guys that it'll take them 10 boxes of shells, but they still get their limit. Guys that can't even shoot. I mean, it's just stupid. Uh, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, we he got him like loaded. Crazy. He's he's been he down there a long pictures. time. He's oh, never man. seen it like this ever. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Our lease were so consistent. I had one time I went and it was kind of in between flights, but now they're just you know they're at my son's place or at my place, and we're shooting a limit you know an hour hour and a half, so it's, it's easy, you know. And I saw those pictures of Blank. That is unbelievable. I sent you that. Yeah. That and it's oh. like that every evening. He sends me the same. I said, you, "You're just sending me the same photo, aren't you?" He said, "Well, look at the people in it. It's all different people." All I different. was kidding him, oh. you know, teasing him. Oh but, yeah, uh, man, I got it, great pictures this year, man. What I got the other afternoon? Help. He had a whole group come in. There was 24 of them or something, and they got in just in time to make a shoot that evening. And he puts them out, and they're all back to the house in less than an hour. 24 limits, <laughs> just boom. Oh man. And I know you've been seeing that stuff with that elkberry shot, man. I I got the story on that hunt. That was a, did you hear about that hunt? That big elk. No, shot? I didn't. Golly, man! Well, they that elk come across the head. They're way up. You know that place is three hundred ninety thousand acres. Well, that elk comes across the headlights before daylight, and so they shut down. They could try to bugle him up, you know. And uh, so that elk just took off, and they walked like four miles. Shot two rattlesnakes with their pistol. Got sprayed by a skunk. They go get. They go get their elk. <laughs> You know, elk hunting, hey, this is no picnic, Bubba. This was serious stuff. Right. And so they finally get up on to about 350 yards, and Barry shoots a seven mag, he drop that sucker, and they're high five and everything, and all of a sudden that sucker gets up. Uh-uh. You know, yeah, after he laid there for like 10 minutes and shoots him again, and he walks over and gets up again. And, and so he shoots him the third time and walks over there and, it does his get ready to shoot again. I can't. I'm out of bullets. <laughs> I've never had to shoot more than once, Harley. You know. Anyway, the elk was dead. But to get him out of there, Mickey, they had to get a, a like a four wheeler with a trailer. And the time they got him out of there, they they were on all uh, rims. They blew all the tires out. You know, just a a big ordeal to get that beast, a 1,200 pound beast, out of that 330,000 oh, acres. That that is some rough country, buddy. Man, but that was such a neat hunt to hear about that. Golly. Man, that is that's that's pretty cool. And that's in Texas, dude. That's a that's a free range, three hundred ninety inch elk in Texas. That's yep. a monster. No Man. place like Texas, baby. No place like Texas, buddy. Golly, Man. it has so much to offer. We you know we take it for granted. We grew up here and lived here all our lives, and but uh, people from other states just when they get here they go, man. There's just so much. Y'all have so much to offer. I know. Fishing, got, the hunting, giant, everything. Giant, yeah, mule deer. I mean, access deer. We got you know. There's really no place, to, no excuse to leave Texas. I mean, if you're a hunter and fisherman, what are we doing leaving? I mean, you know, I understand going to, you know, get some billfish somewhere or something, Costa Rica and all that. But man, it's you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate where we live. Man. Well, Gulf of Mexico. Do you see that big girl that was that was uh, yeah. caught the other day, eleven forty-five? What a Isn't monster! That New Gulf record and Alabama state record. That was unbelievable. God. That's, uh, that is something else, man. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Coulter. He was in a tournament the other day, and all they needed was one billfish for like $180,000. He said they were knocking down the spread, knocking the teasers out. They're hooking, jumping off. I could never get one in the boat. This is welcome to the tournament world. You know? <laughs> uh, that was great, man. He's caught over 45 billfish this year, his wife. Uh, wow. Julie, that's, that's pretty amazing. He, they're just fishing machines, man. Golly. Yeah, that's that's. 
That's a, that's a big game. If you got the money to play it, there's nothing more exciting than that. There's uh, there's like, not a like, harder fighting yeah. fish in the world than than a marlin. I mean, they're they're it. Yeah, yeah, they are it. I don't know them tarping that flog and and prayer catching briner catch. That's that's pretty amazing what they're doing over there. I don't know how many they caught this year, but that's pretty amazing what those guys are doing. Man, that's yeah, hook a two hundred pound tarpon onto a two hundred pound marlin and see what happens. He'll drag that tarpon all over the gov. Yeah, I caught one with Chicano, a seven hundred pounder uh, black black marlin on a stand up tackle. Jeez. And when I got through, when I got through, three hours and forty minutes later, I could not stand up the next day. He didn't have a he didn't have a belt, so I put a a, a towel into the butt of the rod and stood oh, up. Oh God! Brought him in a, in a ponga in a lawn chair, and of course Chicano's on my back, telling me not to be a wimp. You know, he's screaming at me, so I'm not about to give the rod up. You know, when I got through that day, I didn't want anything to do with another Marlin buddy. <laughs> it was like yeah, that catching one like that, that'll suck the life out of you, man. God that's body. Oh, that's God, that's good cardio right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think I died twice on that one. Oh man! Well, <laughs> Marlin have killed people. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm so remember Lee Marvin? He caught that big one in Hawaii that yeah. time, and he died died of a heart attack in his motel room or his hotel. Oh, man, that's right. Yeah, I felt like I was dying, but I was going to die on that rod. Hey, Chicano was not going to let me give that thing. Yeah, up. there's no pry, pry this Marlin and this rod out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> yeah, well, he is—he's macho, you know. It's just like, you know, everybody's a wimp compared to him anyway. But he was really a tough guy. But I wasn't about to give that rod up. I was going to die first because he would have never let me, in, you know. Man, a, the end a specimen like that. How would he die so young? If diabetes. Now he was real stubborn. He uh, <clears throat> he got diabetes and just wouldn't take his medicine. He's just not going to take that stuff, you know. He had he uh, he bought a uh, a stem cell clinic at Topeka, Mexico, with a bunch of doctors, and they were doing stem cell stuff. And they got him back pretty good. And then he quit doing it or something. Something happened. Got crossed with it or something. And he quit taking. It, and he passed away. But all of his sons took over his business, and uh, they're doing really good. But it's not the same, Mickey. You go yeah. down there now. The harbor's full of big boats. Before it was just Chicano's boat in the harbor. There was nobody else there. Amazing. And now it looks like Miami. Miami. All the people come down from all over the place to the big tune in the Marlin. So it's, it's, it's really changed. I hit it. I hit it the right time. I really did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, we've had a fortunate and lucky life. We've, uh, we've hit a lot of things right in our years. Man, I, I've I, seen the best I did of the one best. thing right. Yeah. That's it, buddy. That's the trout fishing for sure. Mickey, we did hit the best trout. Oh my God. Man. You know, I look back at all those photographs and I go, these guys don't have any idea what trout fishing is about now. They just don't. I mean, you have no idea to walk out in the Bath and Bay and just solid 27 inches up as far as much as you want to catch, you know, just until you just get sick of catching them. That doesn't happen anymore. Very seldom. Well, we'll get know. there. All it takes is so. a little bit of, you know, due diligence and uh, yeah. good conservative right. behavior. We'll be there before well, you know it. Well, I sure like the attitude of her body. They're sure, they're sure getting I on the same too. page. Sure, yeah. the, the real fishermen on this coast have awakened. They have. That's so. That's a good thing, right there. That's that so it. good. Yeah. Well, it's a new trend. Uh huh. It's the yeah, new well, trend. I think the iPhones. I think the iPhones are saving fish, Mickey. I think that people are realizing well, we can take. They are fish. and they aren't. Net networking is uh, well, putting true. a lot of pressure on our fish, but uh, and other uh-huh. people that use them properly on catch and release it is another thing. But uh, mm-hmm. kind of like the internet, you love it and you I'm hate sure. it. 
You know, that's, uh, uh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But there is some people that want to catch it just to stack them up and just get the picture on the deal. And see, you know, I have people, want, you know, want to be friends on Facebook. I just don't do Facebook. I try, you know. I look at it every once in a while, but I don't do the Facebook. Thing. Well, I'm, I'm afraid sorry. to. I'm afraid to take any friend requests anymore. I got millions of them on my phone, but I, I don't know who anybody is. And if you if you accept them, then you get hacked, and then you got to go. I'm, I just it's it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know what to do. You know. Hackers, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? There's so nothing. I'm not being rude. I just don't do Facebook or nothing. I, unless somebody shows me something, sends me something, I just don't really see it. I'm just. You know, well, I'm busy. sure hacker, ha- hackers, they crawl on the ground, man. You can't get any more yeah, sneaky than crazy, that. It's sickening. You think they have something better to do. Oh, well. Yeah, in the well, outdoors. <laughs> that's all they got in their life. Ruin other get people's a, lives. Yeah. Buy a shotgun and a rod and wheel. Quit hacking, man. Come Oxygen on. thieves. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there you all go. All right, buddy. buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about fishing, you got some openings this week, they ought to come do it. How do they get a hold of you? It's going to be good, Mickey. I'm in area code 361 949 zero seven zero seven hey thanks for having me on mick i'll be close to you here in a few hours all right thank you cliff see you buddy buddy. Later. later dog all right all right well i need to take a moment to tell everybody about the belleville meat market this week they're double featuring their dirty rice pecan smoked sausage and their texas blend smoked sausage this is all natural smoked sausage it's inspired by their original garlic recipe you can try it before you buy it free samples are always available and on special they have their fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more, whole uncut, for just $1.29 a pound. And they're taking orders for their country-smoked turkeys with the holiday season coming up. And custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half-calf or a hindquarter, have it processed any way you like. And while game processing, they're making Vinny dogs and hog, hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The whole family can enjoy all year long. And Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 641 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Livingston, Penwalk Campground and Marina. Check in with old Harry Detant this morning. Harry, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, Mickey. Oh, I'm just sitting here in the dark. It's pitch black outside in about close to 15 minutes to 7, and it is uh, dark as all get out. But anyway, Livingston's about the same this week. I mean, you know, we're right now we're... Uh, uh, right at uh, an even four-foot low here on the lake, uh, you know, and, I mean, the release is around 1375, I think. But, uh, you know, the bad thing about it, I mean, uh, the water coming into the lake, we're only taking in, coming out of the Dallas is maybe 620 or 30 cubic feet a second coming down the river, so, river, so you know, that's that's not too good. So anyway, but everything is it's been dropping just a fraction every day, but not a whole lot. But uh, things have been pretty good up here on the lake. We've had some beautiful weather this week. Uh, it's been really, really nice. Uh, cool mornings and, and pleasant afternoons. We hadn't had any of that burning heat or anything. So everything is, is really pretty good. Uh, a lot of folks getting ready for deer season. Uh, they did take the burn ban off here on 
in Polk County, and also, uh, but you know, there's still a lot of <laughs> a lot of leaves and stuff like that on the ground that you catch on fire. So you know, whatever you're doing, just be careful. But yeah, use your head. Some now, fishing pressure has been super low here on the on the lake, uh, Vincent. But I have seen some nice black bass come in. Still seeing some whites come in, and uh, the catfish are, are doing pretty good. But but there's just not any any traffic here on the lake. Uh, you know, school starting, deer season starting in, in a low lake. You know, I mean that just leaves you standing out in the cold. It does. But uh, yeah. you know, the biggest thing I've talking to uh, one of the guys. Uh, off of uh, TRA, and uh, they've been going around the lake, and they've been people have been sticking rebar in the top of them stumps, you know, oh. and uh, you know, kind of make markers or marking stumps, and they're going around and cutting them back out, and also, really, that's a that's a good deal. I mean, uh, you know, you can get a couple of years down the road, and everything gets just right, and you hit that stump, and it's got a Got a six inch. That goes right through the bottom of the boat, man. It just goes through the bottom of the boat, you know. He, they said they finding a lot of people. They'll drive a rebar down and then they'll put a piece of uh, plastic pipe over top of it, you know. And and but the bottom line is they don't maintain it. And uh, uh, it might be different if if everybody maintained it and kept up with it. But when the lake comes out up, you know, it's forgotten about and down the road, you know. I mean, a lot, a lot of them are not even that much up out of the water. But but uh, you know, you get a you get a piece of uh, three eighths inch three bar sticking up out of a <laughs> out of a stump, and you hit it, and it's bad enough to hit the hit the stump. But when you got a when you got a six-inch big nail in the bottom of it, it just it just really makes a uh, a mess out of the bottom. Of well, and you need to use like a cane pole or something to mark them with. For gonna mark cane them. pole, yeah. Uh, you know, we you shove marked, it down we, in the mud next to them. That's exactly right. We uh, we marked some up here in in our creek here on uh, uh, here at Penwall and and at normal pool, they're not any problem. It, it pull, pull. I mean, right now they're a little bit of a problem. They're just slightly above the water. I mean, we've got everything cut off. You know, where we're at normal pool, it doesn't doesn't affect us. But we did go down through there, and and uh, we just took some uh, empty Clorox jug and and a, and a good. Uh, we just call it mule tape, yeah. and uh, we just tied that to the jug and put about a, a four foot length on it, and and. Uh, nail that right into the side and that jug just floats up you know mm-hmm. or floats around you if you see the jug just don't run over it you know but That's if it. you did Steer run over you're not really going to hurt anything and all exactly but, so that uh that kind of helps that but uh other than that you know mickey things have been clicking along real real nice here on livingston i mean uh i mean it <laughs> you know sometimes here lately i feel like you know that uh uh Maytag washing machine repair man, you know, the loneliest man in town. The loneliest There's man in the world. <laughs> it sure is, and I guarantee you. I'm gonna, I, I, I've been talking to the squirrels and everything else, you know. That's about the only thing that hears me, but, you know, it's it's been really, really quiet. So, But anyway, it always yeah, is. deer season coming up in a couple of weeks. I mean, man. Yep, it sure is. You know, I mean, I turned on my, I stepped out on my back porch here, uh, I don't know, one night last week, and, and my 
security lights came on and I heard a crash and there's a big old deer hitting the, hitting the woods out yonder, you know, I'd come up in the back, you know. But we've been seeing a lot of deer at night and I don't, and I don't know what's pushing them around. I, probably rutting. Or, They're probably starting to rut off, you know, I mean, bucks chasing does. Uh-huh. We've They'll got, run them all we, night long, man. We, uh, uh, I came down uh, thirty one what thirty one twenty six from the state park going towards Penwa mm-hmm. uh, here uh, last week, and I I bet I saw thirty deer, you know, along the road coming down through there. You know, there's not any street lights, and and you know, there's not a lot of traffic or anything like that. But right, you know, they just they just out everywhere, you know, and and of course I guess the hogs are too. I had an old boy send me a picture of. Uh, he had a picture of about, I don't know, Mickey, there was somewhere between 15 and 25 hogs standing out in one of these fields just rooting the hound that <laughs> everything, just tearing things up, you know, and he said, these these rascals have got to go, you know. Keep them off the golf courses. Boy, they will tear oh, a golf Lord, course up you, one night like nobody's you, business. You remember here about, uh, what, maybe three years ago that they, uh, they hired, uh, uh, some of the uh, courses there in Houston, they hired uh, hog hunters, and, and they hunted at night, uh, yeah. shooting them hogs off off the golf course. They'd come in, and and I've seen a couple. Of, uh, we used to play down that Red Wolf there and there at uh, Huffman, and I and Red Wolf had, Run. Yeah, yeah uh, that was about two or three years ago. They had they had one of the fairways. It'll. It looked like a turning plow went through there and dug everything yeah, up. Yeah, it looked like know, bombs I mean. been dropped on it. It sure did. I I've mean. seen them do tee boxes and greens like that. And that's uh-huh, just, uh-huh. boy, boy, yeah, boy. They don't, they don't uh, 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 leave anybody out when they get to go. No, they, they don't discriminate. They, they, they go to rooting. They're rooting. They're going where they're I mean. But they just, you know, that ground's nice and moist anyway. It's been watered, and they got grass growing on it, and, and uh, they just they just dug every, everything up, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, but you know, I had one friend there was several years ago. He was he's going to track some trap some hogs. You know what I mean? <laughs> and these him and this other guy, they set a big old trap out in the woods, and and uh, they they got it, and and they really didn't have any experience doing that at all. And I don't know exactly what they got each other on a four wheeler trying to get the get the trap and the trap and the hog in and all the time they time they got it done they just about wrecked the four-wheeler and tore the trap up and everything else you know <laughs> I mean, they, they had a they had a heck of a fiasco going out there but uh everything's going fine up here at livingston i mean for the time of the year i mean we always think it's quiet this time of the year i mean because you come in off the summer and everything's clattering and banging around and then all of a sudden everything just drops and and it gets real quiet, so uh, you know we're not. If you say it real quick, we're not that far off of uh, January. Are they having a boat show this year, Mickey? Yeah, they they still have it every year, boat show and it fishing is. show. Yeah, I guarantee you. You know that's a good way to to kick off the season, uh, at least here on the lake. You know, what I mean, because uh, you know in January, if you can get a, a good cold a good cold week. People they they turn out in, in big numbers going to boat shows and stuff, you know, and get all get all hopped up about boats, fishing rods, and everything else. You know. 
so it works out it works out pretty good and then then get a few days of warmer weather and they're they're heading up to the lake and all so that'll be fine but uh but so far uh everything's been going about normal it's just been really quiet uh up here around the lake i mean you know i come by there's a one restaurant i come in the other night and, and uh normally that it's that pueblo down there and and uh normally you come by through there at nine o'clock at night and there's 40 cars sitting out around it and i come in there the other night and uh he was right at it was a little before nine but you know there was only there was there was two cars sitting in the parking lot and that was it and i mean Dang. there's just there's just not any traffic in town i mean you know and uh this area it's it's so cotton picking seasonal seasonal you know, I mean, you know, when it's springtime and things are cooking, you know, got a lot of people coming out of Houston or whatever. And then when school and deer season and everything else gets started, you know, I mean, the traffic flow just quits. Makes a you good, know. quiet retirement community. It, make, it makes a good, quiet retirement <laughs> Yeah, we're ready for it, too, I guarantee <laughs> Yeah, my dad loved it up there when he, he lived up there all those uh-huh. years. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to eat laid back, easy going, and no stress, come to Livingston, Texas. I guarantee you. I mean, That's it. Uh, all you got to do is, is go down to one of the local restaurants, and you can sit down yonder and catch up on the local gossip and everything else. You know, going about your business. But yeah, it is a it, uh, Livingston is a nice little laid back area. It, it really it is. is. I mean, I mean, there's a there's. No, no push and shove. Although you know, Mickey, I mean, I don't know where all the people come from, but uh, right on uh, 190 going into town from mm-hmm. about the bank all the way to 59. I guarantee any more where they come from, I don't know. But it looks just like 1960 down there. I know I it. Mean, I, I mean, I hadn't been up there in a few years, but I mean, I just couldn't believe all that traffic on 190. It just bumper to bumper, and it and it. It, I guess know, they jumped in say, between forty-five and fifty-nine, huh? Using that, I, I guess I don't. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I've got a friend, uh, you know, and he he's uh, pretty much in the know about things. But you know, they used to when they come in with new businesses and stuff. You know, they used to look at the uh, population of a, a little old town and stuff like that. And Livingston's not that much, but he said anymore they go off of a traffic count. And I guarantee, if you went off the traffic count coming down 190 uh, into Livingston, you'd say, "My gosh, there's 200,000 people <laughs> in town." I mean, because there is cars everywhere. Where they're going, I don't have any idea. What they're doing? Where you get off on those other roads? You know, like the one you can take right there by on Alaska to go towards Rayburn. There's never any traffic on it, and the, the old Trinity uh, Highway never much yep. traffic. But no. boy, 190 is. Jeez. 190, it loads up. Yeah, you're talking about like where you leave out of Livingston and go towards Woodville over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, that's not a real busy road. and But you can, but uh, that 190 is busy, and and at nighttime particularly, you can get on uh, a 59 going towards uh, Houston or going towards Lufkin. I guarantee you it's, it's loaded. I mean, there's uh-huh. a lot of, lot of traffic on it. There, there really is, but... Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, when I first came to Livingston, there was only one, one traffic light in the whole town. That was right where you get up on Fifty Nine yep. off. Of I remember those days. Yeah, I was back I in mean, the day. 
All right, Harry, I got a roll, my friend. If somebody wants to call you about coming up to Penwall or just shoot the bull with you, how they get a hold of you, man? Uh, just call us on uh, 936-967-4752. Hope everybody Harry, has a good weekend. Good talking to you. Have a good weekend. You take care, brother. I will. Thank you, All right. Later, man. All right, that's Harry Detan up at Penwall Campground and Marina. Unfortunately, well, that's all the time we have for today's show, but guess what? We'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KIOT Houston. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.